everybody i'm eureka john and you're at eureka street crypto broadcasting live at 5 54 in the morning on a saturday morning uh march 5th 2022 and this is episode number 421 uh, if you're listening to the podcast version the audio version i think it's like episode 92 maybe or something like that up on there i don't know um I, I don't know. I, I started doing the podcast version much later than I started doing the YouTube version. And uh, so I don't know why I just started off at, at one whenever I started doing the podcast, maybe in the spirit of um, uh, application developers and you know computer scientists. I should have started episode zero, but I didn't. Um, anyway, this is my morning video blog. Um, yeah, it's a brain dump type of thing. And uh yeah, um, sometimes I do interviews, sometimes I cover projects, sometimes I just sit, sit on here and just talk some smack. So whatever, this is my exploration into the crypto space, and this is me documenting myself doing it and just learning about live streaming and AV stuff at the same time as I learn about crypto. And uh, yeah, try to do this when the house is quiet early in the morning while everybody's asleep before I go on and get about my day. Uh, I'm going to be trying to sell my truck today. I have a truck and I'm going to try to sell it and buy a complete video editing bay slash, you know, um, a studio. And um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm serious, man. I'm getting into this, getting in deeper and deeper. Um, as I go through all this Dow Planet footage, I'm realizing that my computer is really not built for some serious video editing and uh, type you know, stuff like that. So I'd like to up my game a little bit, you know, I'm 420, uh, 421 episodes deep in this, and then I'm doing a lot of other projects and podcasts. I mean, this is by no means my professional version, but uh, I have fun with this and I get to experiment around with it. So that's what, that's what matters. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to take it up a notch, man. And I'm, you know, kind of transitioning out of my current job and, um, going to try to make the, 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 the leap and not necessarily a leap, but more of a slide into the, the full Web3 space and the DAO space. Uh, might use things like uh, opolis.org, um, I believe, opolis to be able to um, cover a lot of my benefits and you know a lot of my tax stuff and all that stuff. Um, it's, it's basically a cooperative and it's a platform that allows freelancers and people moving fully into the DAO space to be able to... Uh, to transition and operate in the DAO space, yet still remain in compliance with all the the regular you know business stuff in the real world, and um, yeah, so, such things such as benefits and four hundred one ks and you know all that stuff, all that crap, taxes and uh, you know all that stuff that that, that 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 creatives and people who operate businesses don't necessarily want to have to do, and sometimes in order to operate your own business, you have to become 
you know, you, you, you start a business because you find something you enjoy doing like video editing, or let's say, you know, uh, yeah, making beef jerky, you know, and uh, you love making beef jerky and you're the best beef jerky maker. But then um, you find out that when you want to make a business out of it, you have to, you know, file all this paperwork and do all those taxes. And, you know, if you have people working for you, you have to take care of a bunch of benefits and all types of stuff. And it's a pain in the ass. And it's a lot of documentation, a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of this and that, that don't have anything to do with beef jerky, you know? And it's just like, man, dude, all I want to do is create beef jerky. And, uh, here I am over here having to learn how to do spreadsheets and, you know, Excel spreadsheets and notion pages and, you know, all types of other stuff. And, you know, yeah, go through all these government websites to try to figure out how to do No, you know, so Opolis will help take care of that stuff for you. Um, and, uh, so you can work for DAOs and they're specifically web three and DAO focused as well. So, um, that yeah, that's pretty rad. And I, I think it's, uh, they have a token, you know, um, I don't know a whole lot about it. Honestly, I need to, to dig in and take a look. So, but, uh, I'm going to check into that for this. Anyway, I got sidetracked as I always do in the mornings, but that's it, man. You know, it's the spirit of the morning shows. Like I don't really, you know, I'm not out here trying to gain a bunch of watchers and listeners. If you can stomach my, my tangents, then that's great. Um, all right. So let's see here. That's what coin gecko has to say. I saw Bitcoin get up to 47,000 this week. And then now here it is. It looks like it's dropped back down to 39. I mean, can you say volatility? I mean, this is, this is insane. Um, with all the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, I mean, look at that. It's just, uh, you can't see the graph part on your version here. I will move it over just slightly for temporarily. So you can just see, it looks like, ah, the site cannot be, yeah, yeah, hold on. I was trying to refresh the page and it's saying it's, it's not loading. Uh, but it looks like basically like a camel's back, you know, like the entire or inverted cup and handle. Is that what all the, the, the technical analysis people would call it? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's amazing the pictures that that these people like create in their head of these graphs and stuff you know that's an ascending wedge that's an inverted cup and handle that's a head and shoulders you know uh, i don't know man it looks like volatility to me but <laughs> yeah. um anyway i don't know that's why i don't do charts you know i believe in web3 technology and where it's going and um you know i'm just trying to to learn as much as possible i feel like we are in the early stages like whenever the internet first started and stuff like that there there you can see it it's just kind of like and it shoots up whoa and then it does a back down to arch and then it comes back down to reality here and it's just like basically the same spot where we started off um the last seven days ago um so yeah uh, everybody enjoyed that little uh that that weekly you know, pump, you know, I hope you sold. I, I bet a lot of people sold off because there were a lot of people during the previous crash who had bought at the top and they were just waiting for any opportunity to, to sell off and not take a complete loss on everything that they had bought at the top. So I imagine that's probably what maybe a lot, some of that is, you know, I don't know. I'm only sitting there speculating on this crap. Um, so um, yeah, I don't do day-to-day -day speculation. Anyway, so let's take a look down here. Ethereum's down to 2653.87. Um, Tether's stablecoin dollar. BNB Binance is uh, 380.86. Uh, USDC's a dollar. Uh, XRP, 73 cents. Terra 
8549 Solana 8882 Cardano 86 cents Avalanche 7737 um Polkadot 1707 Binance USD is a stable coin to dollar um the Doge somehow still hanging around in there uh, 13th place and Shiba Inu uh, with the Terra US uh, stable coin sandwiched in between uh, let's see, I uh, got another rat Bitcoin Polygon dollar forty nine. Um, Cosmos Hub is up ten point three percent in the past seven days, thirty dollars and eleven cents. And then we have Near Protocol, which I want to take a look at a little bit here today. Um, at ten dollars and sixty one cents, up eighteen point six percent. It's seen um, uh, Near's been pumping. I mean, the past couple few months. Um, it's, it, it's come from the bottom and already up in, you know, number 22. So that's pretty incredible for near. Um, so yeah, uh, I did notice that, um, let's, let's see where the you know, theta is. Um, yeah, it's at $2.86. Oh man. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right now the, the crypto market is a little depressing, but it is what it is. You know, it's, yeah, you just go through, you know, the dips and the pumps. And overall, I believe it is an upward direction in the end run of it all. And I'm not sitting here trying to day trade. So whatever, it is what it is. Um, I did notice and I got this email and I can't find it now. Um, obviously, my email box, I think I trashed it. Um, but um, <clears throat> I was reading it while I was going to the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> and then I, I must have hit delete and then I went back to look for it. But um, update on your die rewards re rate rate rewards rate. Um, so Coinbase this is from Coinbase. We periodically assess the rewards rate for die stablecoin and notify you of changes. As of March fourth, the die rewards rate changes from two percent to 015 percent API. And I was sitting there, and uh, you know, it made me do a double take, made me squeeze my cheeks. Um, I was just. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell, dude? You know, die going from 2% to 0.15%. 0.15, you know, that's might as well be at a bank, you know, what we're trying to get away from. And, you know, Coinbase is a starter place for a lot of people getting into crypto. Um, yeah, it's it's super easy to use. And one of the appeals and of the ways you can get people into crypto is saying, well, just get into stable coins, you know, because it's it's exactly the same value as a dollar. And then all you got to do is hold it on one of these you know, crypto exchanges and then you can put it in there and you can earn, you know, four percent, six percent yield on some you know, on crypto dot com, you know, and you know, it. Instead of this 0 0.01, 0 0.05, 0.1%, 0.15% APY that banks give you. And banks are even calling 0.15% high high yield accounts. You know, that's like credit union accounts is 0.15%. You know, oh, it just makes me sick. Like 0.15 is not even 1%. It's disgusting. You know, and so now Coinbase is kind of, you know, they, they faced a bunch of pressure recently from the SEC or a few months ago. Or a couple months ago, and because they were wanting to put in this platform called the Lend platform, and the Lend platform uh, would have allowed people to lock up their stable coins and get up to four percent APY. Oh my God! You know, yeah. In the meantime, we're over here in the DeFi world, just completely degening in and getting like a hundred, a hundred percent APY on stuff. But you know, but 
the Lend platform was going to allow people to get 4% APY. And, and the SEC really just, you know, sunk their fangs into Coinbase and Coinbase, you know, cowered down. is like, ah, nah, you know, after the pressure, they're like, you know, I don't think we're going to sit here and, and do this Lend platform, you know, which I mean, I get it. You know, it's, you don't want to be the one that takes one for the entire um, crypto space team, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, so they, they backed out of that. And, um, um, they they didn't do the Lend platform, but you could get the two percent, which is still better than banks, I guess. But now they've dropped that two percent down to 0.15 percent APY, and basically they're at the level of banks. So why even bother? I mean, it's not even FDIC insured. Not that anybody of us actually has used FDIC insurance. You know, I certainly haven't. But you know, it's just it's like. Yeah, why bother at that point? You know, and so that's not really a whole lot of incentive to bring people over to crypto because stable coins are kind of the gateway drug. You know, um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's just what I saw. Here's some of the comments. Um, I, I like comments. You know, I, I do things for comments. Uh, let's see here. Two. So Wattiji. Uh, this is on Reddit. You know, I, I found it um, because I couldn't pull up my email. Two uh, percent was already crapola, just pouring salt into the wound. Blah. Yeah, as someone who faced their yields being paused by Coinbase since last year due to a bug, cannot unpause and rewards the show as point zero one. This sucks. Okay. And then somebody else totally sucks, man. No, not much point at all to it at this point. Seeing it isn't even FDIC insured from 2% all the way down to 0.15% is hugely significant. It makes me think something is up and that's possible. You know, who knows what's up going up in their sleeves. Maybe they're going to, especially with all the stuff going on over in Ukraine and Russia, you know, and then, you know, it, Russia, you know, them saying that you know, Russia is using crypto, you know, as a replacement for the ruble, and people are buying up Bitcoin as a way to get around sanctions. And uh, you know, I I can see maybe there would be some kind of crackdown, you know, here in the United States on people who use crypto because it's their how they're going to get out around sanctions, and you know, uh, you know, because Russia is using it, and Russia is the bad guys now, and we, you know, if you buy Bitcoin, then you're like Russia, you know. <laughs> And then demonizing more FUD, you know, like just waves and waves and waves of constant FUD against crypto and Bitcoin. Um, and they'll use that. And in the meantime, the Bitcoin price will totally sink and drop. Um, and all the while, you know, uh, all, all the, the main banks will be buying it up, including Russia will be buying it up at this low, low price. You know, so the only people that lose are people like you and me uh, in that type of situation. So yeah. Anyway, nobody likes this. This uh, this back to the Coinbase. This this rate lowering. I don't know how I got on that tangent about that. Oh, and one thing I did notice is that the Waves cryptocurrency went. It spikes up like over a hundred percent right at the invasion. And uh, if you don't know what Waves is, Waves is another D, uh, layer one cryptocurrency platform blockchain. Um, they have their own stable coin, they have their own DeFi, and it's Russian-based. I mean, there's pretty much mostly Russians that use and build on that application and on that blockchain. And it's interesting, like right during the invasion, the waves just shot to the moon and, you know, like went up by over 100%. Um, it's back down a little bit now, but it's just... Yeah, it's just interesting to see how all this stuff reacts to geopolitical events. Um, anyway, so 
Uh, one thing I wanted to take a look at too, I interviewed, if you saw uh, the last interview I did on Wednesday with Flow Science, uh, we, um, he talked about his Cannabis Genomes DAO, and that was really interesting. Um, I, I think that's a pretty cool project about the whole like decentralization of data, whether it be cannabis or be music or be, you know, whatever you want, you know, um, your statistics or um, you know, your art or you know, any type of decentralized marketplace is really interesting to me um and uh, the zora protocol is doing this for nfts um where you're eliminating middlemen you know like coinbase you know it's just like taking out the centralization points um and that's what cannabis genomes dow is helping uh cannabis growers and researchers do um and uh yeah, there's genomes dow that is doing that for just straight up human genomes as well for people to share and for people who get their genomic data like you know in the in the along the same vein of ancestry and, and 23 and me however they would get that service done they would get the answers to their genomes but then they would own all their own information and uh they could um, have it be accessible on the blockchain and then that anybody wanted to buy that information wouldn't know their identity but th the people that own their own genetic genome data information and analysis information and uh, could sell that to anybody who wanted to buy it because these 23andme and ancestry.coms they're basically selling that data um, to the highest bidder you know i mean they might not be directly if you don't give them permission to but a lot of times these companies change names change entities um you know they they form new partnerships and the rules get kind of muddy and then your data always ends up leaking out and the and these people are making buttloads of money off of your data and you're not seeing jack squat and actually you had to pay for the analysis to get done um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is what the, the democratization of data has done. So what, back to my point is um, the Cannabis Genomes DAO um, is building this their app, their DAP on Near. Uh, and uh, I was like, well, why Near? Um, I mean, it's ERC-20 based, but Near is compatible with both ERC-20 and then their Near blockchain token. Um, and he said, well, the Near allows, it, it makes it really easy for people to, um, like a lot of crypto, uh, you know, uh, uh, cannabis growers and stuff like that, and just normies, they don't know how to use a wallet. They don't want to have to deal with the seed phrase and the password and all that crap. Um, you know, they just they just want to get it done. And uh, let's go here to the near homepage. Um, all right, they just they just want to get the transaction done. They want to get plugged in. They want to get to the website, connect their wallet, and they get to good their get good to go and in the case of this cannabis genomes dap on the website they want to be able to connect uh, that that dap to uh, the near wallet and then to be able to um, upload and share their data on their blockchain and to be able to put their data up for sale um, for other people to use uh, for you know whatever price or even just for free if, if they you know want to be charitable in that way um, so yeah so he's doing it on near protocol because it's real easy to use uh user friendly they don't have these long uh, cryptographic addresses they they would have these these small truncated names so it'd be like eureka john near wallet or whatever um and that, that's how he explained it to me and also um the gas prices on near um are super cheap 
Um, yeah, there's not anywhere near what Ethereum is. And that's one of the main problems with Ethereum is its scaling issues and its speed because it's slow and it's having problems scaling. It's, I mean, they're, they're working to fix all that. And that's what the whole thing is going on between the merge and the so-called Ethereum 1.0 and 2.0. Uh, but it's, it's slow and it, it, it's, it's taking a long time to, to implement, um, and who knows when it's going to come out. But in the meantime, there's all these other layer one blockchains that have cropped up, you know, Avalanche, Cosmos, Polkadot, you know, um, Phantom. And everybody has their own little takes. And so why would Nier sit here and create another layer one blockchain? It seems like, you know, layer ones kind of like layer two seems like the place to be. And, you know, layer two are these platforms built on top of ethereum um that allow for the speed but they they get their security from the ethereum blockchain um so uh so they're dependent on the ethereum blockchain but um near is another layer one blockchain and um it uh um it, it implements what makes them stand out is it implements sharding and I know what you're thinking. Not yeah, it's not like uh, you know sharding in your pants. And I know every every single YouTuber has probably made that joke. I'm sorry, you know, but I can't help but that will be a good dumb and dumber joke. Um, but uh, yeah, so what sharding is is basically just like parallel processing um, for blockchains. So if you think of uh, Ethereum as one two lane highway. You know, um, well, sharding adds a bunch of lanes to those highways, you know, or if you have a database, um, then you have, you know, East Coast customers and West Coast customers. Um, instead of, you know, somebody putting in an inquiry, uh, two, two different people put in inquiries, you know, one person for East Coast and West Coast. Um, well, instead of the same uh, blockchain uh, dealing with just the East Coast and the West Coast customers, what they'll do is they'll split up the processing and then like one of the shards will take the East coast and one of the shards will take the West coast and they will, they will pair, they will do both of those transactions at the same time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of a really rough example. Um, but yeah, it breaks the blockchain up into shards and to allow for that parallel processing. So yeah, here's, here's their website. Solutions for scaling near is eliminating the barriers to web three adoption with high speeds, low fees and progressive, uh, user experience. Um, Nier's climate neutral blockchain is ready for explosive growth. Follow progress on sharding. Okay, I don't. Okay, I will in a second. Um, for a multi, and then Nier is also running on multiple chains. Um, they uh, are they use this Aurora Layer Two platform that helps to bridge between Ethereum and the Nier blockchain. So. The problem with a lot of these layer one blockchains is a lot of people don't want to go develop on them because they're like, well, Ethereum is where everybody is. Why would I go to the side party over here when there's not a whole lot of, you know, dApps built on it? There's not a whole lot of activity. So everybody has created these Ethereum virtual machine compatible um the uh, capabilities on their layer one blockchains and near has, has as well. And they've created, you know, the Aurora um, layer two platform, which kind of bridges over between Ethereum and, and near protocol. So anybody that's coding uh, is an Ethereum coder and an Ethereum DAP creator can go ahead and create their DAPs um, for Ethereum, but then it can be compatible with near as well. Uh, because what we were having a lot of people, a lot of the blockchains use different languages. Um, yeah, 
and somebody would have to completely reinvent the wheel. For instance, Zilliqa is another sharding blockchain, you know, that does the shards. And uh, you know, they they run on a language called Skilla, you know. So you would have to sit there and go and learn Skilla, like an entirely completely different language, in order to create a dApp on Zilliqa. You know, and, and apparently Zilliqa is now Ethereum virtual machine compatible, but I mean... Zilliqa is just kind of like, you know, the sharding has has progressed and it's moved on and and, and Nier does a, a different type of sharding now that's more advanced called Nightshade. Um, that's dynamic sharding and it, it scales and adjusts the shards uh, as it moves along. So you're not already, you know, uh, plopping in a 16 lane freeway, you know, in, in just like a small town like Springfield, Missouri, you know. <laughs> Because Springfield hadn't quite grown that big yet, you know, to to justify a 16-lane freeway, and I think that's maybe what some of these these sharding blockchains have done. Um, but what Nightshade does, it allows it allows the sharding network and the it, to be able to scale along with the size of the blockchain. Um, I guess, for lack of better words, I'm I'm probably slaughtering this explanation, but you know, you kind of get the gist. So it allows it to scale along with everything going on. Um, yeah. And, and um, yeah, and it's, it's doing so, you know, being Ethereum compatible. So somebody could code in the Ethereum native language, which is solidity and then have it work on near, you know, without like any hiccups whatsoever. Um, yeah. So that's called nightshade. Um, near uses uh, validators. It's a proof of stake. Um, it's basically a delegated proof of stake, which is, they call it doom slug. Um, of all the words, doom slug, I say, you know, Hey man, why not? You know? Um, but that's, uh, anybody in, in a blockchain should be able to spin up a validator. I would think a validator node, but that's not always the case. Um, it, sometimes there's some barriers to entry, which is the cost to run a validator. Um, let's go over here to the near blockchain explorer. Um, so they have, they allow 100 total nodes and I believe there's an auction system in order to be able to become a node. And, uh, what Doomslug does is instead of the highest bidder being the one to run and, and finalize a block, um, it, they use like an auction, a, a random, uh, draw system in order to be able to eliminate, um, just, you know, the highest bidder becoming, you know, the, the, the validator, the, the, the node that validates the transaction. Um, so yeah, I slaughtered that explanation, but I mean, um, it's, a, it's a different type of delegated proof of stake. Basically another blockchain that uses delegated proof of stake is arc blockchain in which all the people that hold, uh, the tokens would vote on who they would want to, um, they vote with their tokens on who are the validators and they have 50 on their blockchain and um yeah so near does it on a random basis uh, arc does it on a voting mechanism basis so you can allocate your tokens uh which act as votes to be able to determine who are the the the, the validating nodes um so near allows for 100 validator nodes um you can contribute your near and stake on these validator um node pools um, but, uh, let's see what it costs to run a near validator node. So near is running, uh, at about $10 a token and 103 
It costs 103,286 near. I mean, I should know that, man. 103,286, but it's early in the morning. Let's just say 10, 10 bucks a near. So it costs a million dollars and $32,860 to run a near validator node. So the barrier to entry to actually like really participate in the network is pretty high. Um, so I would say that the decent, if you were to characterize this as, you know, each blockchain having their little uh, characteristics like you see in video games when you're starting Mario Kart, you know, uh, it was the one that has all the speed and then Wowser, Bowser is like, you know, really slow, but <laughs> he's got, he's got a, um, it takes a lot to kill him, I guess. I don't know. Um, he's slow, but powerful. And uh, I, I can't remember who the fast one is. Is that the princess? But yeah, each one has their own characteristics. Um, and same thing with blockchains, you know, it's speed, scalability, security. That's the trilemma. Um, and it's really hard to get like a perfect one, you know. Um, Bitcoin is or, or decentralization, uh, security, and scalability. The, that's the trilemma. Decentralization, scalability, and, and security. Yeah. Yeah, and security. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm terrible at explaining things. Um, but um, so I would say that that near does not really um, score high on the decentralization one. I mean, Bitcoin is super high on decentralization. It's the most decentralized blockchain out there. And Ethereum is pretty high, too. It's like the second one, you know. But when you start getting to a lot of these other more scalable blockchains that are trying to address these issues of the speed that uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum um, are facing and the scalability, then you're getting a lot of these layer one blockchains that are compromising on decentralization a little bit. Um, you know, 617 nodes online. Um, there's 100 validating nodes. So, um, yeah, that's not bad, I guess. You know, uh, I think Harmony is a little bit less than that. Um, Avalanche is more. It's about at like 1,400 nodes. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's that. Uh, let's see here. Here's a, uh, one of the, the dApps being built on near it's called Paras ID, Paras.id. And, uh, it's, uh, let's see here. It's a little NFT type of platform. Um, yeah, look at all these collections. Yeah. Yeah. All NFT cards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So 1.8 near, it's about, uh, you know, uh, 1.2 near, it's about 12 bucks to buy this little NFT. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's cool. It's a little platform. It, Tezos has a good NFT platform as well. Um, it kind of reminds me of this. Uh, but apparently, with near, whenever you're setting up a wallet, um, you can set up your wallet uh, via. You can do your ledger, you know, or you can do get the seed phrase, which is the 12 word seed phrase, um, or you can do it with your email, uh, you know, and I know a lot of us crypto snobs would be like, ah, I'd never do anything through my email. That's so basic. That's completely insecure. It completely eliminates, you know, the whole reason we we're doing crypto in the first place you, to own your own keys. I get it. But, you know, when you have somebody that's just trying to plug in and use something like somebody on the cannabis genomes DAO who's just trying to share their 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 genome information and to sell it sell their information peer to peer so they can make money off of their data stuff like that. Um, 
but still their identity is protected, you know, but it's just not as secure using an email account. So I sat there and I tried to set up a near wallet. Um, it's, it advertises itself as being so easy and, um, you know, it probably is, but I, I can be a total dumbass in a lot of situations and I cannot, I could not get the freaking near first of all. Okay. So create my wallet. All right. So let's get started. And um, I, I created my wallet and I, I did both ones. I did the secure passphrase and I did the email just to test it out. But I was having some freaking issues. Um, let's see where I was coming to. I would end up just like at, at a stopping point because, um, all right, let's see here. I'll receive a verification email. Um, let's just say Eureka Street. Crypto um, at gmail.com. All right. And so I'll secure my account. It's going to send me the verification email. Um, so let me go over here to my Gmail and I will uh, just refresh this little bad boy right here. And I will get my my code, you know, to be able to log in. And you're, you're going to see what's going to happen because it normally this would happen and it's fine. And it, it progressed me to the next step. Um, it's low adding right now. Um, and while I live stream, when I load, it's, it takes a while. But anyway, um, I put in my, my code. So to not belabor this, I put in my code and uh, I got to that. And then it says, okay, you have to deposit some near in order to be able to get your um, everything fully finalized. And uh, I went to go, then it gives you a moon pay link. Um, or it diverts you to like five different exchanges. You can choose that link. And I'm not a member of any of those exchanges. And so I just did MoonPay. And then um, I went to MoonPay to try to buy some. I was going to buy like, you know, four near and uh, 40 bucks worth. And then it told me that I cannot buy in my location. So I put on my VPN and then um, it didn't allow, it says, you know, even with my VPN on, and I tried like four different countries, Sweden, Hong Kong, uh, I, I've tried uh, Singapore, I tried India, I tried Ireland, you know, I, and none of them worked. So uh, no matter what, zero to, uh, okay, let me, all right, so let me get back over here. So yeah, nothing was working, even with a VPN on. And then you know, it gives me a, a little way to copy and paste. Okay, so MoonPay is not supported in your... Okay, so buy with MoonPay right here. And right here, I will go to this. So it, it's not allowing me to buy near basically um which blows and and i couldn't find it i could i wasn't able to download it on my phone to try it that way um i don't know i mean i'm kind of at a stopping point and i couldn't even copy and paste the code and the the, the private address i mean i did end up buying some near on crypto.com and um yeah I guess I could transfer it from crypto.com to my wallet, but I can't seem to establish a wallet. So yeah, what a pain in the ass. Um, so it's not as a smooth sailing of an experience as um, a lot of um, you know, 
people have said, as far as I know, as far as this is my experience. So maybe you're not as much of a dumbass as I am. But um, yeah, the so Neo Protocol is a DAP platform and Ethereum competitor that places a premium on the developer and user experience. All right, I can't say my user experience has been amazing so far. Uh, what is Near Block Protocol Blockchain? It is a decentralized DAP platform that focuses on usability among developers and users. As a competitor of Ethereum, Near Protocol is also smart contract capable and a proof of stake blockchain. Near uses sharding technology to achieve scalability. A core aspect discussed later. Okay, the native token NEAR is used for transaction fees and storage on the NEAR crypto platform. Tokens can also be used for staking by NEAR token holders who wish to become transaction validators and to help achieve the network consensus. NEAR was built by the NEE Collective and conceptualized as a community-run cloud computing platform designed to host decentralized applications. It was also built to be both developer and user-friendly, hence having such features as account names that are human-readable instead of cryptographic wallet addresses. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Like the whole idea of ENS follows that. I mean, DNS, domain name servers, you know, like people were squatting on DNS um, DNS names back in the 90s, and uh, a lot of some people made a killing from it, you know. I'm squatting on several .crypto um, domain names. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, decentralized applications have boomed in the crypto community with dApps that run the gamut from games to financial services. However, it has also become apparent, apparent that scalability remains a problem in most blockchains. The issue of scalability is common among blockchains, especially among older ones, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. The challenges are mainly brought about by dif blockchains' difficulty in handling large numbers of block transactions at fast speed and manageable costs. Projects such as NIR seek to address this issue by building an entirely new blockchain using a different architecture. NIR's solution to the problem was implementing sharding. By the, using the sharding strategy, NIR is able to break up the blockchain into similar, more manageable segments. This reduces the burden on the network by reducing computational load, resulting in an increased throughput of transactions. The whole highway analogy I was telling you about earlier, that this explained it a little better. Um, as mentioned earlier, NIR protocol uses a proof-of-stake system. Nodes interested in becoming transaction validators stake their NIR tokens to be considered for participation. Token holders may also delegate their stake to the chosen validator if they do not wish to operate a node, which costs you a million dollars right now. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you got to spare a million dollars to operate a near node. Um, generally, validators with larger stakes hold more influence in the consensus process. Validators on near are chosen via an auction system, and they're chosen at every epoch, uh, typically a 12-hour interval. And that's the whole doom slug mechanism that we're talking about. Um, so meanwhile, dApps can be built on Near just like on Ethereum. This is made possible by Near's cloud infrastructure, which combines serverless computing and decentralized data storage. Near operates uh, using hundreds of globally located servers. Um, so yeah, the sharding strategy. Nodes in any block blockchain typically have three main functions, processing transactions, communicating valid transactions, and completed blocks with each other. Uh, and oh, so, so oh, sorry, processing transaction one, two, communicating valid transactions and completed blocks with each other, and three, storing the history of networks transactions. Okay, so as network grows and uh, becomes more congested, these functions become more difficult for the nodes to manage. Now, NEE uses a sharding pro approach that enables the network's capability to grow even as more nodes join. High network utilization results in network nodes dynamically splitting into multiple shards, 
And then com computing is then parallelized over these shards, reducing the computational load required of each node. Uh, though sharding, through sharding, nodes are not required to run the entirety of the network's code, which is the case of Bitcoin nodes, and um, just the relevant code just the code relevant to its shards. Near protocol assumes transactions will touch multiple shards, which is the default behavior for most smart contracts. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I won't read this whole thing, but uh, then they go through some of you know the the, the dApps on there. And uh, why use near protocol? Users are typically drawn to near owing to its unique sharding technology that facilitates fast and secure transactions at lower costs. On top of this, developers choose near to build apps that require high volumes of activity. Likewise, Ethereum developers planning to build bridges to their application to near can also use its layer two solution, which is called Aurora. Um, and then near protocol investors can add it to their investment portfolio. On uh, and bank on Near's unique solution to scaling sharding. So, yeah, basically, uh, Near uh, implements sharding. It's one of the things that makes it stand out, and it also gives you the um, the unique domain names, uh, wallet, uh, wallet names uh, that are not cryptographic addresses. So, I would say those are two of the big main things that make Near stand out. Um, yeah, interesting. I'll, I'll, it's been booming. Uh, a lot of people speak very highly of Near, and it's it's it, Near right now is a buzzing layer one uh, protocol. So I don't know. I don't know if it's worth investing in or not. I mean, I put in forty bucks, so I have four Near tokens. Yay! <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that being said, I think I've rambled on long enough. Damn, forty minutes. Jeez. All right. Uh, yeah. So I got up at four this morning, and I was just like, I'm awake, dude. Yeah, I might as well go downstairs and do a show. All right, well, I will talk to you guys later. Um, I swear I'm gonna find the right thing. There we go. Did I? Uh, I'll just play the intro. Ah. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you all later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you wanna hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version, Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again.